Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast. I'm Sally. I'm Linda. I'm Ing. And we're moving along. Welcome back to this episode. This time we have Christine, our good friend, here with us. Um, Christine, I met Christine personally freshman year, and then Ming has known her through RA, her RA job, and then Linda just knows her through us, I guess. <laughs> um, but Christine, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Christine. I'm a senior middle school math and science education major, um, soon to graduate, and um, I am honored to be a oh. guest on this podcast. Wow. <laughs> wow. We're honored to have you too. Only took 18 episodes. Woo. <laughs> okay, anyways, moving on. Um let's go let's go to our weekly recap. So how have y'all been doing this week, Ming? Well, I've been doing uh, pretty much the same. Nothing much has changed except that I had my last Zoom class on Wednesday last week and that meant it was my last like live class ever of undergrad which was kind of like sentimental good and bad I guess because now I don't have to wake up early for class but it's kind of sad that my last one was over zoom and I kind of missed my professor but it's okay um everything else has been pretty much normal just class um, a bunch of schoolwork for like capstones and working on lays with Linda so that's all I've been up to what about you Linda um like Ming said I've been running over to Ming's mailbox recently to get my daily to, mailman <laughs> to work on lays um but since the weather is getting so nice i want to be outside more so if mm-hmm. you see someone in beltsville breaking bamboo over their legs i've been oh trying God. to um get like bamboo stalks to put in our garden so those so like squash and stuff can have a place to like grow up um, support yeah like support <laughs> a place to grow up what am i saying <laughs> but yeah that's what i've been trying to do um what about you sally um kind of the same as last week i've just been working on my thesis and then have a bunch of stuff due for classes um also i pushed back my thesis so i'm a little bit less stressed about it now i have a little bit more time to finish it and um i've just been also trying to support my students that i'm like for the class i'm teeing for because they have a lot to do um by the end of next week so i've been trying to open up more office hours and like giving them more tips through emails (laughs) So yeah, that's what I've been doing. What about you, Christine? Um, I've just been chilling until this week because my final portfolio for graduation is due this Friday. So I've been kind of grinding on that. Um, But other than that, I was told that I was going to be the commencement speaker for my college, which was like on my bucket list. So I should be happy, but I have to record it online and submit (laughs) a video file. (laughs) So it's not as... um, (laughs) you know, what I predicted it would be, but it is oh, what it is. It's still very historical. Yeah, it'll go down in history on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> people can watch it over and over again. Have you seen, like, the memes of people doing graduation ceremonies through Animal Crossing? Those oh, are yeah. cute, though. Those are cute. Okay, so, like Sally said earlier, the way I know Christine is through the RA job on campus, and from that job, we've hung out a lot and talked, and we all are somehow involved in like student affairs, student leadership, on-campus jobs. So this is the topic for today's episode. We'll be talking about all the jobs we've had on campus and defining what is student affairs or leadership because 
I didn't really hear about it until like maybe sophomore year when I had my first job. So it can be a really great opportunity to like get involved on campus and to get leadership experience for your resume. So first thing we should do is define what is student affairs. I think the best person to define it is Christine because looking at our list here, she has the most titles. So Christine, if you wanna explain what you consider student affairs or like um, how the university defines it or any way to clarify that term. Yeah, so higher education institutions technically, um, student affairs is really broad in terms of what it covers, but in general, it's the department or section of higher education that focuses on supporting students so that it enhances their um, learning and success at a college setting. So um, outside of just like academia, higher education um, and student affairs is kind of supposed to play that role of enhancing students' um, learning experience and in general, just like leadership through various opportunities. And as we like go on and explain what we've done on campus, you're going to find that student affairs covers a very broad um, span of things that happen around on campus. Yeah, that's the general gist, just supporting student success and development. Cool. Right. <laughs> um, maybe we can talk about the different roles we had on campus to get started or our first role or job we had on campus um, and how we like came to be in that role or find it. Mm -hmm. um, so who wants to get started? I guess I'll go first. Um, like the first ever job I have on campus was at the call center. Can you explain that? <laughs> and what it is was... the call center? <laughs> okay, so it was officially called Teleterp. And <laughs> it was like actually through, it wasn't, I wasn't employed through the university. I was actually employed through a private company. It was called like Ruffalo Noel Levitz or something like that. But the pay was still bad anyways. <laughs> um, like a and we would like go, it was like at the bottom, it, it was at the basement of this building on campus. <laughs> And we would take, we would um, call people. So we had like a list of what target, what, who we were targeting each day. Um, it would be like parents or like alumni or students or like um, parents of past students and stuff like that. So we'd call them and then ask them for donations to the school. And honestly, like I hated that job so much. Mm. It was by far the worst job I've ever had even though I haven't had that many jobs. Um, How did you come by this job? Because, like, I've never heard of this call They were advertising it a lot. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it because when we were freshmen, I think I got several emails from them, and there were probably, like, flyers around the buildings, like, advertising for this job. And then I actually went with my friend, um, our friend Melanie. Mm -hmm. We both went to the interview together because we both were like, okay, I don't know what this is, but we'll try it out. And then I got the job i don't think she got the job oh. but anyways Wait, we I have several stories like that um yeah i ended up taking the job because i like wanted the money so mm -hmm. yeah and then went through the training and stuff but it was really intimidating for me to like go to people and ask them for money and we had roles with this job where you can't hang up even if they say no you have to ask you, you have to go through they have a script and you have to go through um the i think at least three asks before you can hang up on them so then like people get really mad at you and be like i already said no why are you still asking me <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it's just it was rough and i was how not long, good at the job i didn't get how long a did lot you of work donations there? uh i worked there i think a month i only lasted a month 
That sounds so, yeah, like a horrible like a job. Stressful. Yeah. yeah, it was terrible. That was like my, my first introduction to like a real job too. I never had mm-hmm. a real job before that. So I was scarred. <laughs> also, I feel like that's not really student affairs kind of. It's more like administrative. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Maybe because you weren't really like doing stuff with students because mm-hmm. why would we donate to... But you could the ask university. them to donate to a specific college. So mm-hmm. then you could, I don't know, you can kind of help direct it that way but yeah, yeah. either way it's after not really students you did the the ca yeah after that i did ca so that's community assistant and it's working in the door residence halls um at the front desk so that one um is it's like a more like a real job i guess we got paid hourly but it wasn't really that intensive so all we really did was um, give out spare keys, like spare swipes and stuff for people who lost their keys and swipes to the building. And then we also gave out packages. So we had to log all the mail and stuff like that. So it's a lot of administrative stuff. Uh, we did inter- try to interact with the students a little bit more. Like, um, so CAs and RAs are all under the Department of Resident Life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My <Life>. DRL. <laughs> Don't call it that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they always try to do like more, they always try to make the job more involved with the students and like getting to know the students more. So we always had like stuff going on where we had to try to talk to people more. Um, but yeah, that never worked. No one ever wanted to talk to the people at the front desk. So maybe Christine can add in since she was a CA as well. Yeah, I was only a CA for one semester though, and it was probably the best job I've ever had in terms of, you know, fun and it being chill. Like Sally said, Mm -hmm. it's mostly administrative. So you just sit behind the desk and get paid to watch the keys. So it's really nice in terms of you're surrounded by coworkers who are your friends. And also you can do homework while you're on the job and it's not a standing job. Thank God. Like you just Mm -hmm. sit for three hours. Um, But yeah, I I took a lot of three to six shifts. Yeah, and that was terrible. Mm-hmm. So well, I don't know if I'm allowed to leak this information, but I'm gonna do it anyways. Because like the um, Department of Resident Life is under like so much debt after all the money mm-hmm. they lost this semester and all the refunds they had to process. Desks might no longer be 24 hours anymore, so they're gonna get rid of graveyards. Because that was like the only crazy. place. That was the only place they could think of for budget cuts right away. Um, so, which is sad because our residents genuinely love the 24-7 desk. They like that it makes them feel safe and they can, like, go to them at any hour to ask for a spare key. But we'll see how that turns out. But, um, yeah, I was only a CA for one semester and then I became an RA halfway through my sophomore year. And Ming and I, we've been having fun in Denton Hall with all the cockroaches. <laughs> yeah, fun is one way to say it. I feel like this audience already knows how I feel about the RA job. Honestly, like hearing about your experiences as CAs, I feel like I would have been a better better CA. I think you would have mm-hmm. been a better CA too. <laughs> like being an, it's too much um like being a CA is like the perfect amount of like social interaction, but you have like a desk to be like stay a barrier. away from. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A barrier from residents. <laughs> like this is where you I can draw ignore the residents line. if you don't want to talk to them. Yeah. yeah, which I feel comfortable saying now because we only have two more weeks left of school where we're, I guess, employed still, but we don't really do anything at this point. But going all the way back, I guess, to where Linda and I started on, um, like, on-campus jobs and student affairs, I guess, um, 
we have the same background as you again, Christine, where we were um, applying to the OA job, which is orientation advisor. And that was my first job on campus and my first introduction into student affairs. And like, I guess I owe it all to Linda because she's the one that brought the application to me freshman year. (laughs) Do you know even, I don't like, I never heard of these things, but Linda was like, we should apply or like, I'm applying to this. And then I like copied her. But where did you hear about it, Linda, or got the idea to apply? I forgot. It was so long ago. I think it was freshman year because Mm -hmm. we applied for that, that following summer. Yeah, I don't remember. Mm. Yeah, we applied for it, and I liked the idea of free board, free food, I guess. Um, I didn't realize that there were, like, a lot of other stuff in the contract. Like, you had to work during, like, the uh, spring and the winter, and, like, there's a lot more. But the idea of being able to, like, live on campus, like, have a fun summer, get some Maryland gear or whatever, and then um, be around people your age instead of going back home for the summer was really appealing. So the interview process was a lot, too, and that was the first time I've ever had group interviews. So I think what Christine was mentioning off mic before, but we can talk about it now, is, like, how competitive it is. Um, And it really prepared you or, like, kind of prepared me for, like, the idea of having to, like, compete for a job. Or, like, um, as an introvert, you really have to, like, push yourself in the interview process when you're doing those group interviews. So it was a really um, a good learning experience, I think, just Mm -hmm. the interview process itself. So when so. me and Ming were doing the OA interview, I remember this. It was really stressful for me. Oh, I didn't end up getting the job, but I ended up working at Micah, which was, I feel like, a better fit for me. But we had mm-hmm. this, like, relay competition thing where we had to, like, build <laughs> Legos or something. Oh. And, like, do you remember this? And we had to communicate yes. with our team using, like, nonverbal stuff. It was, like, a whole test and a not, like, traditional group interview at all. So I was kind of surprised at it. But for student affairs, I think they want to make you – be really like flexible make make you do all these like random stuff because for our yeah yeah we had to do a lot of team bonding so that's something oh to be gosh. prepared for that's like the foundation of student affairs is like teamwork team bonding like group activities <laughs> which i mean now i'm used to but yeah it's a lot what do you think christine yeah i think um having been an oa for two summers it is truly the introverts deserve some kind of Nobel Peace Prize, you know, because they, first of all, have to work so hard to exert themselves, because I'm not saying that introverts don't like talking to people, like, some of the, you know, staff favorites were introverts, because they're so easy to get along with, and they're good listeners, but, like, not only do they have to deal with listening to all these extroverts yap away, but they also have to be that kind of, like, glue the bond I don't think any group or collaborative setting would work without an even balance of, you know, extroverts and introverts, um, because you need to balance out the personalities, because when everyone's a sing-songy theater major, we're going to have issues in the second floor of Easton Hall. But in terms of, like, how competitive these jobs are, I think a reason why they're pretty competitive is because, and this is a tip for how to find these jobs and opportunities, but higher education is really good about listservs and they are very they work closely hand in hand with every single higher education department on campus to spread the word about application season and that's been my experience with like RAOAM lead like anytime it's facilitator RAOA application season the emails are just non-stop so you you'll probably get like three emails at least about being an OA in the fall 
Um, so it's competitive because it reaches literally every student on campus, which is good because they need a diverse group of orientation advisors. Like not everyone can be a bio major, but because everyone hears the word about it, it gets really competitive during interview time. And I agree, like student affairs opportunities are the first time I've ever experienced group interviews, which kind of threw me off because it's intimidating to think that they're not just seeing how qualified you as an individual are, but they're trying to see like how others perceive you and how others interact with you when you've never met them before. So yeah, it is very stressful. Have you ever experienced group interviews outside of, like after your job as an OA or C, or what, RA? Have you, like in the real world, have you experienced group interviews or like anything that applies to it? Uh, no, I've always only had group interviews for like student affairs types of jobs. Um, I've had interviews where there's multiple interviewers, which is another whole thing to tackle because that's really yeah. stressful to have multiple people asking like questions. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I haven't had group interviews outside of student affairs. Yeah, me neither. I feel like because we're so young, we're like, at least for me, I'm only starting to apply for jobs and like at the entry level, I don't know if they do a lot of group interviews, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe also we can... another well, do you wanna... go ahead Cut. Linda <laughs> Bingo. I don't even remember go oh, I was gonna say that even though I was Sally, gonna give Rekha some love <laughs> because even though OA and RAs okay, and CAs are are like the major student affairs thing like resident life is at the forefront of it, there's also, like, diversity work, too, and I worked at the Office of Multicultural Involvement Community Advocacy, and we just did um, stuff around student organizations and student organizing activism, which is also a big part of student affairs that I feel like tends to get overlooked because resident life has so much to deal with, but other than um, the diversity office, there's also the Office of fraternity and sorority life. Um, there's also the Office of Student Engagement, I think. Um, there's like a few more, but I forget. But those also do like kind of niche roles on campus that help specific students. Like we have an undocumented coordinator that um, is specifically supposed to help those students navigate college. Mm-hmm. And Christine, you worked for MLEAD, which is about like, actually, I don't really know. Can you explain what that <laughs> one is? Yeah, so um, that's under the same office, the LCSL office, as the program that Sally and I did called Alternative Breaks, which Mm -hmm. is like another popular thing on campus because it's an opportunity to just dedicate one or two weeks of your spring or winter break to go um, somewhere you haven't been before and learn about a social issue that's taking place there. So the student leadership opportunity there is being an experienced leader. Um, and they are the undergrad students who prep all the meetings and times and locations of the places that they're going to go on the trip, which is like, if you think about it, that's a huge responsibility for undergrad students. And we're going to get into that about the expectations on undergrads that student affairs places. But um, for MLEAD, I was, I started out as a participant my first semester freshman year, and then I fell in love with it because Basically, MLEAD is a program that um, hosts and facilitates conferences and summits for 
students on campus, whether they're undergrad or graduate students, to learn about their leadership style um, and develop that discussion in a collaborative setting. So I learned a lot of my facilitation skills through this org, but I applied right away as a freshman to be a facilitator. And when I got it, I applied to be a lead facilitator the next year. And then by my junior year, I was an intern. And climbing up the corporate ladder. (laughs) (laughs) I think we can all speak to this, but like in whatever org we have been in, but like the difference between being like a student leader in the organization to like working for them as an intern or a student coordinator where you're actually paid is so huge in mm-hmm. terms of the responsibilities that the higher education mm-hmm. professions professional people set on you. It's actually so stressful that you get treated like a basic employee, but you're actually a full-time student. And I think that's like something that student affairs like tries to teach undergrads, you know, like how to balance leadership but sometimes it's just really overwhelming. Yeah, for Again? RAs, sometimes they're like, you're an RA first and like a student after. I think I got that a lot because when we had to switch duties or there was like a conflict, there would be like, but you signed up for this job and you know like how intensive it can be. And I feel like, like, why is this so extra? Um, I'm sure you guys yeah. have experienced Like it should too. be the other way around because your full-time job is to be a student. Mm-hmm. I guess, but like you're here to learn I think you're not here to work for this yeah. this company and that can definitely go into like the pros and cons that we can talk about of like jobs on campus but I think what Christine was saying like specifically student affairs it can get really there's a lot of gray water because as soon as they start paying you uh like she said like it it's like a switch that changes almost because you I think something that I realized like maybe halfway through freshman year is that the university is a business and even if it's nonprofit and it's like state funded or whatever, the main goal is to still get students to still like uh, get their tuition money <laughs> basically. And so uh, as soon as you become an employee, you become part of that. You're no longer like the person that is receiving the services, you're providing the services. And so I think mm-hmm. the perspective of us as students changes like so dramatically. And like Linda has said, and we'll probably hear again, but like especially resident life where the idea that you're an RA first has got like, those are fighting words at this point to me because it's true that we're still paying tuition to be students to receive um, education and then to have our jobs prioritized over that is like, (sighs) and I hate, okay, one last thing. I hate the the idea that it's like a privilege and that kind of goes back to like the idea of these jobs being competitive and yes they're competitive and like being an OA and an RA is like wow you should be like grateful you have these jobs that have so many perks okay but first of all like that still that privilege of being in that job shouldn't supersede your main goal of getting an education and that really bothers me obviously so there's labor in general yeah yeah, there's a bunch of pros and cons that like we can discuss but yeah those are my like very strong feelings about it (laughs) wait pause main back up from the microphone i can hear all your peas (laughs) okay yeah i think ming touches on a really good point there i think the perfect example of this is basically every single um 
dormitory or residence hall, as we're required to call them, Mm -hmm. has a hall council. (laughs) And hall council is just an opportunity for undergrad students to dip their feet in leadership positions because most of these people are going to be freshmen and sophomores who don't have much like college leadership experience. But I've had experiences advising hall councils where the students just like don't show up to the weekly meetings or they say they're going to do something and they never do it or turn it in really late and it affects like the building events and stuff like that. Meanwhile, I'm thinking in my head, if RAs turned in like portfolios for events late or they didn't show up to weekly meetings, that's job probation. So it's just very different because one thing you're getting paid for and one thing is like volunteer. Um, So the expectations, there's just such a huge gap. And Mm -hmm. also on that point, I think it's important to think about like who um, these people are that are taking the jobs. Like people don't become RAs just because they think it's, I mean, I know one person who became an RA just for the fun of it and not for like, (laughs) I'm not going to say the name, but call them out. Redacted. Okay. An RA in our building has taken this job because it's like fun and like it is fun, but a lot of people, myself, Christine, Linda, all of us included, um, take this job because we need that financial assistance of getting that free room and board like that's the honest fact of it and to see that the people who need this job are the ones that are I don't know it's just it seems very unbalanced when you think about like who needs these jobs and then who are applying and uh the expectations that are put on them that are so extreme sometimes people joke about like Ari's unionizing and stuff and like demanding like actual pay or like better hours and stuff like that but the the thing is like there's so many scabs like there's so many people who want to become RAs because they need the (laughs) because they need the financial assistance Mm -hmm. they need like on-campus housing I know for me in commons like a 12-month lease so a lot of people want that if they don't want to go home or if they really need a reason to stay in the area for a while so it's just hard to like organize for any kind of labor change like mm-hmm. especially as students agreed yeah i think this is uh like a con that's very specific to res life but do you guys think it could like bleed into other um, positions that you've had or that you've seen where maybe what is advertised is not not as good because there are perks to this job and it it does give you a resume boost and skills that i still use like at all my internships and everything but um sometimes it's not as as it seems you know what I mean do you think of any I think for me it would be TAing which Mm. is like my only other job (laughs) but um TAing also depends on what class you're actually doing it for um I know like I've done TAing for two different classes and I had two different very different experiences for both but um the one that I've been doing since sophomore year is for the one I'm still doing now the organic chemistry lab um and they advertise it as a like maximum 10 hour a weekday although in reality it's like the hours are very fluctuating depending on what part of like the semester you're in so basically what like a my work looks like is um i'm gonna teach a class once a week and it's gonna be a three-hour lab and then i have to grade their reports um and 
oh also for the lab i have to give like a short like intro kind of lecture to the experiment and then um observe them throughout the whole three hour period make sure they're doing it right and then grade the reports and then that's like most of what my job is so that's what most people think of when you do TA but then on top of that you have to grade for professors and proctor exams and that's where it really like the work really piles up because um on top of like the normal grading and TAing like that's pretty manageable but then when you have like for grading for, um grading for exams it's usually like a five hour block because you have to grade like at least I don't know like three or four hundred exams so you're sitting there for hours on end grading and then like normally it's fine because you don't have to do it but then when the midterms come in um usually the midterms are stacked more towards the end and then that's also when your own semester is picking up so then like it kind of hits you without like you knowing so that's what i've been that's what i've run into like teeing as my experience but i don't i don't know when you guys you have different teeing? experiences teeing did you get paid like hourly or were you paid as like a stipend? So we get paid a stipend. So they kind of calculate the stipend. So it's so that it's like we're being paid for 10 hours a week. So in total, it was 15. It's usually 1500 a semester. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that matches nice. up to like the, yeah. the amount I don't, of work? Yeah, I guess usually the workload isn't too bad. So I think it does match up. But um, there's like aspects of the job that they don't ask. Mm-hmm. like advertise like the grading and proctoring that kind of they don't tell you until you actually get into the job mm-hmm. I, I think, think for like go for TA experience um it definitely varies like Sally said because I was a TA for a microbiology lab and I had a completely different experience where we were treated more like like team like babies <laughs> okay yeah like the babies were like the students who were taking the lab but and then the TAs were like the the big babies like we, we were like literally <laughs> just one uh, one little step higher where we were th- just there like I came in early to help prep um help my uh graduate TA or um prep the lab and like get out all the bacteria and like set up and then I would like walk around with her and answer questions and I think during that course of the semester I only had to grade like two assignments maybe three I took attendance that's about it. I and ended up grading all the homeworks just because I was bored. <laughs> yeah, like I was asking for work to do as a microbiology yeah. TA, and that completely like is different from your experience as an organic chem TA. So I think it, mm-hmm. that's definitely different. Though the work there is one difference that again keeps coming back. I guess is that being a microbio TA, I wasn't paid. I was doing it for credit. Yeah. So again, we can see that we're like we're, whenever money comes into play, it's like <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a much bigger responsibility. Yeah, which yeah. I guess in like the university's view, like okay, we're paying you, you're like officially on the payroll, so that does warrant a bigger amount of responsibility. But it's like those little things that they don't tell you about. Or I hated when I think you can everyone can relate to this either if you were a TA or an RA or anything. We're like um, we're like in a mirror intermediaries between the departments and the students so like mm-hmm. as an RA my residents would ask me like any t- like what's happening or like um how do I get this fixed or like do you know who I can talk no they don't even ask do you know who I can talk to they're just like can you fix this can you go unplug mm-hmm. the toilet I'm like no that's not my job <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I don't know anything that you don't know really like the amount of communication I guess varies depending on your supervisor and stuff but like it's so hard to 
tell them that like i'm still a student like i've literally had a resident think that i was oh my gosh a full-time ra if that's a thing <laughs> i remember when i was a ca like some of the parents would complain to us about the dorms like we were just working the front <laughs> desk and i was just like i don't know like why you're talking to me because yeah, i can't do anything so about this they're com- they're also like comp- complaining about like the tuition like why am i paying so much for such a shitty dorm <laughs> like and i'm just like i don't know <laughs> you should have taken a student tour i guess yeah. we all signed up i'm still living in these dorms like that amount of communication is kind of hard especially when like our um dorm residence hall community had gone through so much of like the mold the cockroaches like there was just a mm-hmm. lot happening and to have cas especially be like the face of that dorm like we had one ra who got so many uh, one ca who got so many phone calls from parents like that's a lot that you're putting on student employees so and it's actually with like the phone calls even the orientation office they have this running whiteboard in the back for longest call time and the students are the ones that are picking up the phones and so we've had a phone call that's gone like well over an hour with like an angry parent and i'm just like dang like you really just spent over an hour <laughs> listening to a parent mm-hmm. for oh gosh when i was working at office of student conduct there would be so many parents calling all the time they're like why is my why is my kid in trouble and it would be some like wild stuff that we're not allowed to tell parents and then mm-hmm. so you'll have to be like well furpa blah 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 and like <laughs> explain <laughs> explain all of this but mm-hmm. yeah i get the, the parents thing and you also can't like complain about it because even though you're also a student mm-hmm. you have to put on like your your image or whatever but well uh christine i think you've talked about this before like in other um I don't know, rants, I guess, where you have to, being a student employee is really different from being another kind of employee because you have to represent the university still, I guess. Or I feel that pressure sometimes where I'm still a student here, I'm employed here. And so as an OA, especially, and as a peer advisor in the computer science department. You can't wear your polo shirt. (laughs) Yeah, you have to be very, um, very clean face. I don't know, just like when you're facing parents, especially, and even when I was asked, like, straight up as an OA, like, oh, what do you think about the safety measures on campus or diversity on campus? I always felt that, like, as an employee, I had to, like, spin the, not spin the truth, but, like, always paint it through, like, positive, like, make it rose-colored glasses kind of thing where, yeah, you have your experiences as a student, but as a student employee, it's almost like expectations are that you're always, like, advertising for the university and like making it shiny that sort of thing mm. and so yeah stuff and it's is just definitely like yeah it's different for each university but i know for like the big jobs like being an orientation advisor or a resident assistant at umd you actually have to take a three credit course the semester mm-hmm. before you start um for each so it's not like one cumulative like student affairs <laughs> leadership class that every job takes like there's a separate class for each job that you have to take and obviously it's not some kind of like rigorous three credit course but it is um they talk about stuff like that like how to paint your answers in a light where it's like oh it seems truthful coming from like a student's perspective but at the same time you better not trash our university's mm-hmm. name because you're an ambassador um, <laughs> And, like, honestly, I'm sure that if we really did feel, like, that much, like, strongly against the university, we wouldn't, you mm-hmm. know, offer to apply for these jobs where you're literally, go UMD, go Terps, anyways. Oh but, 
it is a lot of like, here's what I think it is a big issue and I admit that and here's how the students mostly feel, but the university is also doing a great job mm-hmm. by um, replying to these incidents right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember, but like that summer or spring semester where um, the lieutenant got murdered on our campus oh, yeah. and then mm-hmm. the always that summer, including like my cohort we had to we had so many questions from parents like straight up asking us like how do you i had one parent who was what do you think about the president's response to the shooting and i was like i am uh recently like rising sophomore (laughs) i don't know but it's like you have to still represent it and like you said like offer oh these are the solutions that the university is working towards and yeah that's a big responsibility to put on at the same time, like, it's kind of, I liked, I always kept applying to those jobs because I was kind of in the know or I, like, got to know things sooner or mm-hmm. had some background information. So, yeah, it's it's such a balancing of, like, is student affairs, campus jobs kind of worth it, I guess. Do you guys have any mm. tips or anything for... I mean, a pro, I guess, like Ming said, is that you have more access to the administration. So if you wanted to, I think... I was like drawn to student affairs because as a student, I feel like it was it was a way for me to make the most impact mm-hmm. while I was here. So people will listen to you because you're a paid employee or like people mm-hmm. say RAs are like paraprofessionals kind of. So you kind of have that way to talk to administration. Um, so that's one pro. But also like as a student, like even if you're a student employee, it's not stopping you from doing other stuff like joining student activist groups because um, I know like the Protect UMD happened a while back and a lot of people were in it. So even though you're like representing the university, you can still like form form organizations and join stuff to speak out about stuff you like you don't agree with. Mm-hmm. But are we still talking we about should pros? should go around or? and say a pro because I love student affairs in the end. Yes, <laughs> regardless yeah. of Hi, Christine. Um, I think my favorite pro is that um, you don't have to try hard to make friends in student mm-hmm. affairs. Because the bond that OAs and RAs and, you know, um, TAs who teach for the same course, the bond that you guys make through the hardships is honestly one of a kind. And it's so fun because the things you guys can talk about are all relatable. Mm-hmm. And like in the end, regardless of what your major or what your interests and hobbies are, you can always depend on that job to like bring you together and like share laughs. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. For me, like, uh, I remember when I went into orientation for my CA job, I was like, we had to move in early, and none of my friends were moved in, obviously, and I was just, like, alone on campus for a week, and it was so, like, nerve-wracking, and especially being an introvert, I don't know, like, after a whole day of training, I didn't really feel like talking to anyone, so, but that was, like, but after my first um, semester of, like, being a CA, the next semester, you also have to go back early for training. And it was, like, a whole different experience. Like, everyone was comfortable with each, with each other. And then we would just, like, hang out even after training ended. And it was fine mm-hmm. with me. Like, Wait, Sally, you yeah. have another um, resident life perk, right? Ooh. <laughs> what are you talking about? Meeting, Meeting. your boyfriend. <laughs> It can be a dating... Your rest life romance. (laughs) Do you want to speak on that? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Do you want to speak on that? (laughs) 
people get close through rest life <laughs> it's not just me other people have dated um <laughs> people through rest life that is i mean true. yeah it's true it's yeah. also the secondary relationships thing though like you mm-hmm. can't oh, yeah. date your you're residents. supposed to tell your supervisor but we never told her the forbidden apple dating your <laughs> resident <laughs> my staff we're laughing because we're imagining the thought of even wanting to date our resident <laughs> Christine, what Disgusting. is worse, dating your resident or dating your orientation student? What would you say is worse? Dating your resident is worse. Oh, but go ahead, Christine. <laughs> I Those don't know. are both yeah. unspeakable crimes, but I think it's weirder to date your resident mm-hmm. because when it comes to like, oh, whose room should we go to? Sure, it's not like going to be any of ours. Oh my like, god. Um, oh my but for gosh. orientation, it's also weird because you literally meet them for a day and a half. And like, yes. I guess if you start dating after, hopefully you've met through other means and that's why you kindled a relationship. But I've never heard of an oh wait. I- mm, I'm trying to make sure no. I'm not speaking definitively, but I've never heard of an OA dating their student. I've heard of like orientation students dating each other mm-hmm. and OAs dating each other, but never yeah an oa dating a student i've never heard of an oa dating their student but there's definitely been like interaction they always dating each other no 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 well i mean yes but also like sometimes i don't oh, know oh i know what you're talking about <laughs> there's only a one year difference some might say so <laughs> i personally would never date a resident or an orientation student because especially for me orientation students um they're such like even though you're only well, like they're freshmen. Yeah, exactly. You're only a year older. Date a freshman. They were like children, especially when you're spending the whole day and a half like leading them around, telling them how to like use the, the, street. El- the elevator. Like, how am I gonna date someone that doesn't you're know like, how to swipe? Test studio, and you're like, yeah. yeah, I'm not dating your ass. <laughs> but it like happens, and like you said, um, these bonds that form, especially that's why you always see like orientation advisors dating or like RAs dating, and it's like. You really go through something that, like, I guess that bond has to form somehow. Yeah, um, I don't know. That's one reason, or I guess the reason why, like, even though being an orientation advisor and an RA was, like, so draining every day, I guess, I still kept doing it because of those people and because of the bonds you form, especially because of OA, where you're, like, doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's, like, almost a routine. So the only thing that really, like, freshens it up, I guess, is, like, what you guys do after work or, like, going out to get slushies or something at night. Like, that's the only thing that really, like, livens up your summer. So, yeah, I still talk to, like, my OA friends and, like, I hope people from my different staffs will keep talking as we graduate and stuff but that's definitely a big pro yeah for sure are you still thinking about pros i was gonna see if anyone had any like stories or anything they wanted to talk about more besides dating i guess tell your story about the girl oh yes linda you had a story can i tell it can i talk about interpersonal relationships Go ahead. On the staff. And then we can tell a story about the girl. But, like, some people have, like, a different idea about, like, what Ari should be doing. Like, some people are very, like, pro-authority. And then other people are, like, anti-authority, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think that caused kind of, like, a schism on our staff. And some people were like, we gotta call the police. And then other people would be like, what the hell? Like, chill out. And I feel like that was, like, a bonding moment where you knew, like, 
you have an intrinsic connection with people who are like the same as you because a lot of like your personal values go into how you view this job like are you trying to take care of people are you trying to enforce something so that's also like a pro or con but talking about like RA story times or like student affairs story times I think the most like intense thing was like me and Ming I think we went out for Ming's birthday and then Mm -hmm. we were coming back very sloshed and we found this girl okay not very you were sloshed (laughs) we found this girl like face down on the mulch outside of my building it was really scary because we almost didn't see her and Mm -hmm. and come back and she was like like bleeding kind of there was a lot of blood and we were like what's going on and then basically just like helped her up and then went to her room it was kind of scary because she like told us everything she gave us her keys and then her id and her name or whatever so mm-hmm. it's scary to think about like anything could have happened while you were like laying out there but we basically walked her to her room and gave her gave her water and then we called the ras and then they came and like took care of it took care of it from there mm-hmm. um, do you have any, anything to add that's definitely yeah. like one of the scarier situations and it wasn't even when you were like when we were on duty as RAs like we were both legal we were coming back from a night of fun so I guess if you think about like job responsibility we didn't have to do anything but also like as a person with morals and stuff and like seeing a person laying there that's like the scariest thing so I guess that's another pro of the job I just thought of that like you have the skills or you know the steps that you need to take to take care of people even if you're not in the RA situation because I think if I hadn't had that specific RA training of like, oh, you call these people and this is what will happen, I would have been too scared or like not know what to do. So yeah, she got really lucky that night because to let just anyone into her room, I, that's mm-hmm. that that still gives me like nightmares. Kind of thinking of the like the you you always hear the statistics in college and like I don't know. Um, yeah, the other thing that I've done, the only other thing is I was on duty one night and I was sick, so I had taken like NyQuil, so I was kind of like, honestly, I shouldn't have been on duty. I was kind of like loopy. And then, um, one of the other RAs in our building came and knocked on my door. I don't even know what time it was. And she told me that one of her residents came to her and told her that his friend had like taken her collection of knives, like switchblade knives and like had to, like, run off into the woods with them or something. <laughs> so, oh, my God. It was, like, terrifying. Okay, because also oh I wasn't gosh. really comprehending what was happening because I was, like... Under drunk. the influence. Yeah, of, like, NyQuil. <laughs> so I went up to the other RA's room, and we were talking it through, and then as the details came out, it became more scary. Like, she was, like, upset about their friendship or something, and she had, like, jokingly, like, run her knife across his, like, shoulders or something like that. And then... Oh, my God. They couldn't find her, and she was in the woods, and we were, like do we call the police or do we go try to find her or like can someone talk her down and so thankfully the RA that was there saw that I was not able to comprehend what was happening so <laughs> I didn't actually do anything I just sat there and like like helped write the report um and then he was the one that like called the police and everything like that and then in the morning I got told what was happening so basically I didn't really do my job but I was there. So what happened? Hmm? What ended up happening was they called the police and the police went out to the woods behind the dorm and they found her. And I think they like talked for her for a while and she ended up getting transported, which means taken to the hospital or, you know, taken. So 
taken. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. She got she transported. Was... And then I woke up in the morning. I was like, wow. Like, I'm really glad someone wow. was there. Because it was, like, one of my first... It was my first serious incident. And it was my first year as an RA. So I really didn't know what I was doing. Plus the NyQuil. So having each other's back was really nice in that situation. And yeah, I think that's the most serious incident that happened to me. Other things have just been, like, minor alcohol stuff. Or my resident who, like, sat outside in the rain drunk waiting for her boyfriend. But Christine, she was there for that. So, do you have any other stories? I mean, all my stories, like, some of them were probably really serious. But in the end, I always look back on them with a laugh. Like, you know, (laughs) when else are you going to find a resident passed out in front of a locked room, throwing their Mm -hmm. guts up? You know, it's... It is what it is. I think, like, the orientation job, honestly, has, like... Well, the RA job is, like, the lasting memorable incidents, but the OA job is just, like, a lot of chaotic energy. Oh, my gosh. The thing about the OA job is that you literally work from 6.30 a.m. to 11 plus p.m. So, Mm -hmm. like, on day ones, because orientation is two days long at UMD, like, day ones are absolutely draining, but it's also so fun because, like, you'll have these, like, crackhead students. (laughs) <laughs> or like or like your coworker will try to do something different. My favorite days are honestly the days when it's like downpouring and cuz it's like the summer so like it's going to rain every once in a while and like you're just like swimming through the rain to, that to is get not Easton Hall Easton Hall to stamp for dinner. That is not like, imagine running running 15 That was my orientation. It was the worst. Yeah, no, my orientation I think it was sunny so I got lucky, but We've experienced many other orientations where it was, like, thunderstorm, and it's so fun. That is true. Like, RA job is, like, the most recent, and, like, I had fun doing it and have stories, but, like, I think being in OA was the most memorable, or the most, the one that I look on fondly, because you had all that time to bond with your staff. Like, you weren't going to class, and then, oh, you have, like, once a week staff meetings as an RA, but, like, as an OA, you're literally with them, like, all the time. All the time. All the time. And so, of course, there's going to be drama and, like, whole, all these, like, different situations. But, yeah, it's definitely fun experiences. And I think the only thing from OA is, like, when my, one of my students, like, asked another OA for their number. <laughs> this <laughs> OA was, like, two years older than him, at least. And we had a fun laugh about that. <laughs> so it's, like, little things like that. Alright, thank you all for listening to our 18th episode. Um, This week we talked about student affairs, leadership, and jobs on campus. We had our special guest, Christine, give us the definition of student affairs, clarified it all for us. And then we talked about the pros and cons and maybe some of the more hidden cons that aren't normally talked about. So I hope you enjoyed the fun stories we had and you tune in next week for our next episode. Check out our episode at movingalongpod.com where you can find all our episodes and show notes of links. Of course, if you like this episode, you can still follow us on Instagram at Movie Ulan Pod and rate or review us on Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Bye. Bye.